Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Welcome back everyone to Brainwash Yourself, the podcast where we design our consciousness to co-create heaven on earth. We have a really exciting episode for you today. Uh, my name is Annika. I'm here with my co-host, Callista. Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back. And we are so excited to have on today our first repeat guest. She is back, Marissa Indigo. She is a quantum way shower and metaphysician, among many, many other things. And Marissa, we're so grateful to have you on the podcast again today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just want to radiate that appreciation out to everyone listening and tuning in that we feel you and we're so grateful for you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in, being here with us. Um, we are recording this. It is the beginning of April, getting more into like the end of the first third of April and something that Marissa, you are so gifted at is tuning into the current quantum cosmic energies, breaking them down in a really supportive way. So we would love to start out just by asking what are the energies like currently that are present that you have been tuning into? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Well, wow, this is a big month for everyone. You know, with the end of March, with the spring equinox, it's like game on, like the solar year has begun. And many of us are really feeling some of that pressure. I like to use that kind of symbol of the diamond. How are diamonds made? Under a lot of pressure, in the dark, a lot of heat. And many of us are noticing this uh, dual experience of a lot of incredible things happening in our lives, like feeling more expanded and peaceful and joyous and just the simplification of our beingness, our humility, and conversely, intense experiences that we're having to deal with, to face, you know, our own personal stuff coming up. There's so much uh, happening with the cosmos right now, you know, when we go into the evolutionary astrology, Chiron the asteroid Chiron, the wounded healer, you know, a lot of our wounding is coming up and there's a lot of deprogramming happening. So we're balancing our own stuff. We're looking at the collective and what it's, you know, going through in its own soul journey, our families, like there's a lot to take in. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> that we're seeing. And, and so one of the phrases that came through is we're noticing there are many causes for celebration and also many experiences that are bringing up grief or mourning. And that can feel really polarized, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of that to, to be able to hold all of that. And one of the main things I wanted to share with everyone, this was huge for me to realize this and to embrace this truth is that we are learning more and more about who we are and our, our capacity for love is growing and compassion. And just to share, there is so much room in our hearts our hearts we're learning through experience are bigger than we ever knew. Our love is just this atomic force. So I want to just extend this compassion to anyone in the audience that's going through a lot right now. 
many people are having a lot with their health. You know, there's all kinds of things happening. Financial stuff's changing. The world is changing. We're getting ready to adapt with it. The new age is pouring in. <laughs> many of us are like, wow, how do I adapt to this kind of thing? And just to, to remind everyone to reflect back the truth that is so powerful that your heart is big enough to hold immense joy and love and gratitude and peace in addition to immense suffering sometimes that we don't have to choose now like when we're opening our hearts with that vulnerability you know we don't have to associate that just with the pain we can have both and in that taking all of that in bringing us into greater unity consciousness and gratitude like wow look at my life as a being here, you know, in a star meat suit on this incredible planet, you know, and I get the opportunity to feel so much, whether it's pleasurable or sometimes painful or unpleasant, starting to really pull back uh, from condemning experiences or feelings or memories, right? And it's, it's pulling us into greater unity consciousness, which I think is really important for us to know how capable we are, truly. <laughs> I love that. It's like that non duality as we expand which we talked about in previous episodes in the previous episode that you had coming on whereas we are going through this collective ascension process there's so much cosmic energies coming in cosmic light like increasing our awareness and it is like blasting us out of so many old constructs that we used to live within into from like this linear experience 3d to this quantum 5d experience and just this idea of like the non-duality and how there used to be like are we um are we sad are we happy are we good are we bad is this situation good or bad like and i've even been noticing coming up a lot of just transformations in the collective awareness of um like romantic relationships and even that ties into this idea of it's like are we together or we're broken up? Are we in love or we're not? Like, are we soulmates or we're not? Do do I love you and you love me or we don't? And it's like, well, if we're in love and we're soulmates and I love you, then we're together. And if we're not, then it's not. And it's like, we can love someone and celebrate their freedom and celebrate um, the fact that maybe we're, we're, in this time awareness where we're just like figuring things out and we don't know how it how it's going to end up and like we don't need to label things as one one thing or the other and how much we the things that we might judge and want to separate from is just things that we're afraid to see and look at within ourselves and how in order to process that we really need to show love and awareness and accept that part of ourselves and so yeah, it's just so, so cool to be able to bear witness to all of all of this complexity without needing to like figure, figure it out and put a put a label on it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I really resonated with so much of what you were sharing. It felt so relevant to what I've been personally experiencing that like almost in the first few months of 2023 kind of felt like really stagnant, like very unclear, didn't really know uh what was about to it felt like the caterpillar inside like turning to mush and then more recently i felt expanded out of it and like this vast like 
elevation, expansion, like opening up the heart space, all of this. And yet then I've had like recently there was a day where it was just like, whoa, I have so much grief and sadness and there's no logical explanation from where it's coming from. And when you can just allow yourself to experience it from that, from a state of just like, oh, I'm just having this experience and not bringing it into the space of the good or the bad, it can be like still really beautiful and expansive in, in its own way. And I just love what you were saying about like being big enough to like hold it all, because if you're going to hold all the beauty and joy and like love and uh, incredible magic that is in this world, like you're also going to be in touch with the suffering and the pain and the grief and I, what I would hope is that like us being present with that and bringing consciousness to it and just like allowing it to have its space is what kind of like elevates it, unknots it, like allows it to process through. And I guess that's an interesting question I have for you. Maybe you have some, some thoughts on this because a lot of people will talk about how we live on a polarity planet where there is going to be as much you know, maybe suffering as there is joy. And that's just kind of like a law of the universe. Like, do you, do you believe that to be true? Or do you believe that the more we can sit with the dense energies and like give them a place at the table with like absolute no judgment that like eventually kind of we elevate out of this space of polarity? That's it. I would say that the polarity, the duality is the training ground. Those are the dimensional constructs of 3D consciousness, even 4D consciousness, as we're getting more mystical, more metaphysical, you know, getting more into energies, we still have a lot tied up in the emotion. And so really what I see with this, uh, and thank you for your question, it's a beautiful question, is it's a process of uh, detangling ourselves from old constructs, which kept us separate. We kept ourselves separate with definitions, right? Boxes, right? Categories. And so we start to see that all of those are dissolving and it's, it's really exciting. Um, and it can also, this is, it's great because this is segueing into something I wanted to discuss was the deprogramming component, which is organically happening right now. There's a great dissolve happening, you know, like we talked about with rationalizing, is it good or bad? All these things we're finding that it's kind of in the middle. Maybe it's all of it, you know, and thus depersonalizing our judgment of the experience, which then liberates us from the confinement of the experience to then expand beyond it and then get the juice from it, get the medicine from it and say, wow, look at what I was shown. So I would say that, yeah, there's uh, there's a training ground and there's different layers and levels, you know, like a virtual reality, kind of a, a video game of consciousness. Like, hey, guess what? You're a soul squished into this body, into this planet. There's a lot of density and we're navigating what is our core truth as sovereigns. That's so, so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Me too. Mm -hmm. And like how it's so interesting that how everything is able to like interplay as a holographic reflection and how it's like the past, the future, the microcosm, the macrocosm, and then even things like the opposites and the inversions and the paradoxes, like all start to fall together in this perfect picture, like as your awareness expands and how our being is actually so much vaster than our awareness is encompassing at any any given point but then as our but our awareness is able to expand too and have like more and more 
awareness of these higher aspects of our being. And then we're able to like embody those and bring them in. And I feel like what you were saying was just reminding me so much and like evoking this concept of fear and how people will say it is so um, illusory, but like it feels so real. And I feel like in these, in these levels of awareness we have where we kind of have like a, a handle on who we think we are it can be so so painful and scary to kind of ha have these internal transformations mm -hmm. um and even just face face our emotions like that happens to me i feel like i i am like an air sign and i have a lot of scorpio so sometimes i feel like i have so many deep emotions but like they don't want to be seen even by even by myself. And so and then my mind is like trying to figure them out instead of just instead of just feel them and like that fear of feeling these emotions, whether they be like traumas from childhood or previous lifetimes, it's like the fear is the worst part and the fear of being seen. And then when you like tap into it and allow yourself to feel see what's there and get more comfortable with it and then also more comfortable being seen and like opening up about it that is like the most potently powerful way to i feel like connect and like support others so mm -hmm. yeah it's just so so cool and i've been seeing i've been seeing this in the collective as well where it's like we in order to be fully supportive we need to go through those processes so we're not like judging those emotions when when they come up in others and just that just that like i don't know if desire is the right word but just the potency of like being seen it even for people or for their emotions like to just be able to like neutrally witness because you don't have all this judgment coming up like someone else's experience is just I loved how you said the great dissolving because it's just like this gentle, like you don't even need to take action or like figure things out or it's just like, oh, I'm seen, I'm in the light and I'm, it's like an evaporation of like this light of awareness is like all it, all it takes to clear certain things out. And then it's like such a long spiel, but once your awareness like expands further, it's like your heart feels so much less heavy and like you have this lightness and openness where you're able to um, just feel so much bigger than like those limits and boxes that you used to feel so squished in and so scared to break out of. And suddenly you're like, that's fine. Like I can handle that. Like there's still more, there's still more for me on the other side. So it's a really beautiful, a really beautiful experience. And I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to the um like the embodied aspects of this because I think a lot of times when I feel like you speak to this so so well but how these energies are in are in our bodies kind of physicalized and how it that's such a deep part of it is to like dwell dwell in the body in a way even though it seems like that's one of those inverse paradoxes where it's like to expand into our divinity. We're like focusing in a way on the physical, the physical little microcosm of like our little human body. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I wanted to just say everything you were just talking about right now is, is so fantastic because that's Pluto in action. 
Pluto, the planet of soul alchemy, you know, it just went into Aquarius. And Pluto is about our pure personal power that lies on the other side of fear, the, the illusion of fear, right? And so we fear many things initially as we're building our power. I call that the light core. Each of us, if we could imagine a light core that is our soul's light, like this beam that's like the size of Vampire States building, you know, or larger. It's thousands of times the size of our physicality. It is an atomic structure of light, of, of divine love. And I wanted to talk to that. I actually took notes on that. Um, and then we'll talk about how this fits with the body. This is the time to, to for, for lack of phrasing, I think this will maybe kind of encapsulate the energetics, to embrace your ugly, embrace your shadow. What would you deem, you know, what would you demonize in yourself, you know, uh, these lower, quote unquote, lower density emotions, experiences, the darkness, you know, the taboo. These are the things that Pluto is here to say, hey, let's look at the skeletons in your closet. And let's take our power back from them, honor these experiences, honor these feelings, allow them to arise, and then you become liberated from them. And the visual that's come is all of us, we're having this lift off, the Phoenix rising experience where we're looking at, like I see it like a, a hot air balloon. They have those weights, right, that weigh them down. And so one program after the next, one experience, one story, one emotion, whatever it is that we're judging and we were uh, at first initially challenged to embrace and love and no longer hold as separate, we're, we're clipping those off one by one and getting wings and we are elevating, you know, our consciousness is lifting and that expansion is coming from within. The divinity is within. So what's happening is it's kind of funny because the soul consciousness that crystalline Christos consciousness is descending into the body. The soul is coming into the body. So we're making space for it. So it's what's so incredible about, you know, evolutionary astrology is it's all about the soul's journey and that, that alchemy. And the more that we expand, th then we start to go through the physical sensations in the body, those ascension sensations in the body uh, as we release density, because these programs, these belief systems are stored in the DNA. And a lot of it is ancestral, right? We could go back to galactic timelines from that. If you want to look at each of us as an ambassador here, a representative on this beautiful planet at this time, uh, to become the most expanded consciousness in physical form without having to leave the body. So if you look at it as, wow, we came here to, to witness and to bring into unity and love everything from first separation, which could be millions of years ago, the, the, the stories of the soul, you know, to now. And so it is the great work, the alchemists will say, the great work. But by coming into the body and breathing and moving and like energy practices like the Tai Chi Gong or listening to some fantastic world music, some house music, whatever beautiful shamanic music you want, different instruments, right? All kinds of instruments. You want air instruments. You want percussive. You're going to feel the frequencies in different parts of the body, different organ systems, different chakra systems, and allowing the body's language to move, right? Let her or him, depending on your body, um, be the language of communication and then you feel very expanded because you've, you're unlocking energy that was held in these pockets of our body and a lot of it is dna based you know so we're going into our akashic library of our dna too with this so the body is the temple it is the seat of the soul it holds all of the information it holds where we're locked up Literally, a lot of people, self-included, a lot of tension in the neck because we're processing so much information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're moving your body around, going out in nature and moving the spine in all the different directions. And that's what yoga was all about, right? You want to have flexion in the spine as this crystalline liquid conduit of, of intel, you know, streaming through us and going through the nervous system. Um, and this is our Phoenix moment. And when you talked about a shift, a, a depersonalization, a, an expansion of our identity. Pluto is here to help us to transform, to transcend our fears and to become the superhumans that we actually are, these soul light beings, you know, earth angels that we came here to, to express as. And this is part of the spring rebirth, the phoenix rising. And here we are. I'm so grateful we get to meet at this time to support the audience because of the 19th is the equinox. We've got the spring equinox, this is going to be, this is one of the most, um, this is the second most powerful eclipse of our time. The first one being the one that happened in January of 2020. And we know what happened. The entire world changed, right? Literally every system has changed and we're on this trajectory into a whole new way of, of all systems functioning. Um, so this Aries new moon eclipse, it's at 29 degrees of Aries, the end of the sign. And Aries is all about who am I? It's the identity. So the pure, true, simple, really simple, simple, simple identity of co is coming through for us right now. And so many of us are in this, like, I call it the whack-a-mole, <laughs> where you feel like, oh, I feel so great, you know, I feel so zen, like, yay. And then these programs start arising, these memories, like, oh my God, this person did that to me. And, oh God, that really hurt. Oh, that was so horrible. But instead of like feeling anger towards that person anymore, you're just letting it just kind of come off of you. Like, thorns out of your paw. You're just pulling them out, you know, and you're coming into greater wholeness and peace and forgiveness and compassion for the training ground that we went through. A lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of distortion, which we signed up for because how else would we know how to hold compassion for others in their phases of their ascension if we didn't experience it, right? It's all that learning by contrast. <laughs> yeah. So, so good. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved hearing you talking about pulling the thorns out like with this like massive lion painting you have behind you so <laughs> so epic and yeah i mean i resonate with everything that you were saying and all these practices for releasing the density within our bodies which then i think are connected to like all of our bodies like beyond our physical body as well that we have and i know that like yoga sometimes isn't like fully fully understood in the in the west but essentially it is like the science and practice of the evolution of consciousness and it does make space in the physicality for like more of your soul and more of your energy more of that like you were talking about the christos the christ consciousness to like flow through and something we've been diving into a little bit recently or at least like i have is also just breath work and you know there's like you can do the subtle pranayams that are in yoga, but uh, recently I've been experiencing like massive activations through doing holotropic breath work because it can allow you to release, I think like so much density and uh, emotional energy and other energetics uh, throughout the physical body, the DNA, the emotional body is like so quickly and so rapidly. And it's really incredible to witness what can start to flow through when you're consistently making space. I would say that one of the most notable things is even just like the creativity that is able to pour through you because I think creativity like really comes from like inspiration. The root word of it is spirit and it comes from 
you know, it comes from spirit and it comes from your soul being able to flow more freely through your body. And when we're consistently like making space and releasing this, releasing density and allowing more of our spirit to flow through us, it's almost like we don't have to be in the mind of figuring out what to do, what the next step is in life, what I'm going to create, how I'm going to move forward, because we can be more attuned to the infinite interconnected nature of life and reality. And then that's when you can truly just surrender from a more connected place. Like it's almost like you're plugged in and then you can truly surrender because you are attuned to the natural forces of life, which sometimes like our, our matrix reality can kind of be distracting from that and pull us in different directions from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's, yeah, just really something beautiful to contemplate is like having that some sort of consistent practice to like clear and refill and clear and refill. And it's sort of like that energetic hygiene that ultimately leads to us being able to live uh, in a state of trust and surrender and flow and ultimately fulfillment as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was going to say too, you know, elemental shamanism is such a powerful, ancient, primordial force that we have access to. So just inviting everyone to have a candle. If you don't have a fireplace, you know, maybe you don't live in a place that has a fireplace or needs one, but to light a candle every day and in the Vedic culture, you know, the flame, the sacred fire is it's it supports our digestion. It's a solar aspect. It's our digestion of information. Um, but you can work with the fire to clear your fields, you know, so you light a candle and say, I invoke the sacred Agni or I invoke the sacred fire to support me in, cle in clearing. You know, I invite clarity. I invite discernment. Please burn through the negativity. You know, when we're doing a lot of processing like we are right now it can really support us in our transformation to just burn away and then you feel your brightness coming on and just like you shared you feel your creativity come through because for me personally i'm a very emotional being i find you know and that's how i that's what leads me to see like oh where's my consciousness right now what needs attention from me right now to then be in my clarity and my fullness in this now and to feel that creativity again right and everything is shifting too as we get more quantum and more expanded like writing for me is a whole different ball game now like i before it was just so easy stream of consciousness would flow through and now i have to actually align myself i have to do some movement and some breath or if i have emotional clearing and get into an expanded quantum state so instead of writing through words we're writing through energy and putting it into words i mean it's like it's really interesting where before the words were enough to convey now they're not now you have to feel through your whole body and so writing is different it's and it's it's hard for my human to to be okay with that because it's like oh i want to create so much i have so much to share with people but you have to get into the energy stream for that but then it has much more of a, of a connection because people can feel the encoded energy in your words you know yeah, it's different now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So cool. I totally relate to that. It's almost ties in for me to this whole idea of transcending the the linear time where it's like this idea of of quantum alchemy, where in the past it was almost like if you want to make 
you know, the bigger the transformation, the, the more time it might take, the more thought and effort, hard work it might take. And you need to figure out <laughs> how to get to from point A to point B to point C to point Z eventually. And it's like, um, as the we're like transcending this idea of the linear time and like I've heard many many people reference this and maybe for some of the listeners it's something that they still are going to experience in their like future experience but quote unquote future which is why it's so funny but like time starts to get so kind of like trippy and confusing and it's like I thought that this happened, but now it seems like it didn't, or I thought this was gonna take like a long time, or I thought it was already going to have happened. And then it turns out that I didn't realize what was going on behind the scenes. And now, right now it feels like, you know, I'm at this point, I don't know. I love listening on um, YouTube. There's this lady called the Evermind Oracles who does like, they're kind of like energy updates and energy work like with tarot cards. And she was talking about, I love how she talks about like and explains time from like this higher, higher perspective. And she was talking about how thinking of like these timelines is not as relevant anymore as thinking about these like time pockets. And it's like, you could go from one pocket that's like if you're thinking of the structure of time as like a 3d solid instead of like a 2d line and you could go from one pocket to like another totally like disconnected pocket just based on um the fact that we're we're quantum creators and we're generating from from our state of being and like our electromagnetic field like in our heart and um so it's like really cool how you can make these such huge um, shifts that seems like you're like on a whole new timeline, just almost like instantaneously or doing something that is is so quick just to like shift, shift the energy and just really getting aligned is like the most, the most important thing for, for creating the experience you want rather than like charting a course and putting putting in the time and going like step by step. So I just think that's really, really cool. Um, and I also love, which I like, I love tuning into your YouTube stuff and your energy updates. And anyone listening, if you love energy updates or you like these conversations, highly recommend checking out Marissa's YouTube. But I love how you have said, I think in the past, like, that a lot of where we are right now and this kind of like alchemy and process is like remembering to remember. And like, we can listen to your energy updates. We can listen to this and like know all this, but then when we are triggered or things are coming up, like a pattern that happens for me is because when I started my kind of spiritual awakening, I was experiencing some like anxiety and depression and just had kind of, I feel like lost myself a little bit. And when I started to connect back in, I started to feel a lot better. And my emotions like were raising a lot. And then I kind of got into this pattern of when I was experiencing like a lower denser emotion, I'm like, oh my gosh, where did I go wrong? Like I, I fell off my spiritual path because like the spiritual path was making me feel better. And like now I know that that's not the case. Like the spiritual path is a spiral and we continue to 
go through deeper and deeper layers. And the human experience is not meant to just be like, you're not doing something wrong if it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like it, we're meant to experience the whole, um, the whole range of emotion, but sometimes I can still get in that mind space where it's like, I'm not feeling my best. What, how do I figure this out? Like what is going on? And it's like that remembering to remember of just saying, thank you for showing me something else I got from your videos. So now it's so crazy. Like highly recommend as a quantum alchemy tip. Like if anyone is ever trying to figure out how to fix their emotions, it's like, just try to remember to remember to say, wow, thank you for showing me this. Like, I feel this way. That's, that's really interesting information. And it seems so simple, but it just like wipes out all this struggle of you're like, okay, noted. Let's, let's keep going and see, see what happens, which is really kind of I'm realizing for me right now, a lot of where the fun is, is just kind of seeing, seeing what happens. Um, so I love that. That was a long, long spiel, but <laughs> um, well, I'd love to just share with that process because mm -hmm. I was that way too. I would be so judgmental. So I have a lot of fire in my, in my chart. I have an Aries stellium and um, my sun sign is Taurus, but I'm at the very beginning of Taurus. So, so a lot of fire in my processes. And I'd be like, oh my God, really? Like I'm here again, like, oh, and I'd go on this whole thing, <laughs> so much criticism. And a lot of that was actually internalized criticism from, you know, my upbringing too. So some of this is kind of social engineering and patriarchal programming and things that are just part of our like society for the last couple, you know, for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and then, you know, higher self came in and was like, okay, how long have you been practicing or doing your best to be cognizant of unconditional love to yourself? Cause they talk to us like sweet little children, you know, to the ego aspects. And I'm like, well, you know, a few years and they're like, yeah. So how long were you in this place of self hatred actually and self rejection and a lot of deep, you know, really um, not positive feelings towards the self. And I'm like, well, yeah, most of my life. So they're like, yeah, so it might take you that long. And they always just play with our, you know, they want us to play with our psychology. There's actually nothing to fix. Just observe it. Who says there's anything wrong with that? What's the source of that? Oh, where'd that come from? And I love what you talked about, about the quantum pockets. Now, the word that I use for that is a coordinate. You're like, oh, how did I get here? So you find, you you see, you notice you're having an experience and you, you felt you fell off. I use that, that phrase to like, oh God, I fell off, you know? <laughs> I feel like I'm in hell, oh God, you know? And then you're like, oh, well, okay, I closed my heart and why, why did I do that? Let me open it, like, let me find out what happened. And a lot of times our consciousness will kind of just jump into another pocket of time or experience and thought precedes emotion so we can explore well where was my head and then i hear that song like i love for processing i'll hear that song a lot by the pixies where's my mind mm. and that's a great one you know just play with the music you know and have fun with stuff um but just remembering to remember that it's a journey and the destination is is the whole thing like it, it's always it's like, what's the difference between the journey and the destination, you know, and the arrival would be back at our peace again.
So aligning is our priority. And I want to make sure that people are aware that you could spend three quarters of your day sometimes just to come back to your peace and your gratitude and your happiness again. And that's the point because there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of distortion and density being spun out of the collectives. That's another part of Pluto. Some deep, heavy, dark stuff that we're seeing right now that can really, we can be blown off center by that. You know, me, like these are some of the best triggers for my soul evolution of my whole life with stuff when it comes to children, like vulnerable populations, you know, the planet and like children and women and like all it just all this stuff that you're like, wow, wow, what's going on? And it takes us deeper within. It's like, okay, where do I have a charge with this? You know, how can I honor the soul journey of others? Because what, what is triggered is always the ego. So it's just letting us know, oh, let's go in there and let's open that box. Let's expand that a little bit. Let's bring some love to this. And when we talk about figuring things out now, you know, it's funny because when I say that now, I have to I have to really be mindful about this, I guess, or heartful, no, no pun intended about mind. <laughs> that our processing, our figuring, quote unquote, is through the heart now, it's through the body. Because we'll get emotional feedback, we'll get physical feedback of tension or pain, or maybe all of a sudden we realize, oh my gosh, I was holding my breath. You know, because we, our consciousness went back in time to something or a piece of something that wants to come out and to be opened and and um, softened. So it, it's a great softening. It's mm. a remembering and a softening. Mm. And so, yeah so beautiful, so resonant. And it just like comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, like the two sides of the coin, like we can catch ourselves in judgment and like, it can be as easy as noticing not to shift back into unconditional love and just like bringing, and like, that's what takes us from separation consciousness to unity consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's like the most simple teaching because even though we can get lost in the judgment often, like mm -hmm. it's all within ourselves and it can also be it just like notice so easily and it's like almost like there's no action that needs to be taken besides shifting the perspective so thank you for all of that yeah, yeah just be with it you know yes. we're allowed like we're really learning now through experience what it is to be a human being a spiritual mm -hmm. being because we were all so programmed to be a doing and a fixing and you know and so that's that divine mother that divine feminine energy coming in of let's just sit in this let's just back mm -hmm in this and see what the heck is going on here and then it was, it's part of that softening that surrendering it's like the longest most luxurious exhale of a release you know you feel it fall away just melting yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so so true and it's like it's all of these things within our own personal realm and the collective realm that are basically just calling for our attention calling for us just to be with it and it's from there that everything uh, like all the shifts can occur naturally so you're right it is it is really that simple and it feels like it is coming back to that divine feminine principle of like there's no action that needs to be taken yet um it's just calling for our embodied presence so i adore that i think that's such a potent reminder um and i have a fun question for you just because i know you're so connected to so many timelines so many uh celestial you know i mean realms universes like play in a lot of the dimensions like what is your vision for the new earth mm, the paradise codes where time is art that's dr jose arwellis who he has a wonderful a lot of wonderful books and he was the one who 
I think we spoke about this last time, like he created Earth Day, he created the harmonic convergence or birthed it. He was a, a conduit of these things. But going back to our celestial brothers and sisters, you know, all the native tribes, um, indigenous, ancient, all of us have these primordial roots of, of ancient days, the ancient ones, the shining ones. So we're all artists. There is no lack. It's an abundant nature. It's a the crystal village is another way I like to refer to this, you know, where everyone is uh, valued at their stage of life for their wisdom, whether they're a child or an elder, you know, um, and that we're all creating together in harmony. So beautiful, luscious nature, <laughs> beautiful food, a lot of simple, pure moments and pure presence close to the earth, you know, elemental shamanism, working with the fire and the water, you know, the air, the earth, and really bringing that galactic star being component through us on the planet as artists. So music, all new healing arts, it's all going to be frequency and light based, right? all these amazing technologies that uh, were kind of buried that are coming through again, the future now, ancient future now. Yeah, yeah, that's my vision. Everyone knows that they're valuable and how loved they are and how precious they are and that they are divinely perfect and people hold space for one another. So if we're experiencing a distortion, there's a compassion, there's no judgment. People have their hearts open. They're no longer afraid to feel themselves, to feel one another. You see how these are beautiful um, concepts for where we are right now in the modern times, mm -hmm. you know, a softening open to one another because we can feel how big we are, how big our, our love is, our capacity mm. and, and, and sacred, you know, honoring the sacredness of life and Gaia and uh, really embracing that. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. I love that. And that's something I love that you asked that question because that's something we also want to continue to bring more into the podcast is like inviting the listeners and sharing our vision so we can kind of generate these realities by taking you know, the thought forms and bringing more attention and awareness to them to just give them more power for them to be able to manifest and i love how you were saying the crystal villages and and mm -hmm. i love how of course, like the abundant nature, and even we have a um, podcast that will, would have come out just most recently before this one, where we were interviewing this amazing gal named Saki, and she was talking about tuning into the trees and how she was like sitting against a tree and like tuning her awareness into that and having the awareness of the um, the root system and that communication system, and then having the um the leaves and she was talking about like the leaves and the sunlight it's like this kind of organic wi-fi and like we could tap into with our awareness because we're like not separate um these like organic energetic communication networks that we have kind of like you know cut down cleared out and replaced with these like artificial quote unquote like scientific like things that we think that we have figured out and i love the idea of the crystal villages too because crystals are organic and like we have built these cities that there can be a lot of distortion and even like the um 
the architecture, how it can, I just have these visions of like beautiful architecture based on like sacred geometric ratios and how amazing everything could be and like where we can work with the earth to really kind of lock in and with these organic communication networks that this like technology, like you're saying the ancient future now, it's like these things are so much more futuristic than what we have, but also they've like always been there and they're still there right now and available to tap into. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I love all of that so much. And I was wondering too, oh, I also wanted to say about you were saying like the human the human being versus like the human doing and the human fixing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. I feel like I have been like a human thinking. <laughs> and it reminded me of like the um, Descartes, like I think therefore I am and how that was such a like pillar of the paradigms that we have been like growing up in. And, um, you know, a brilliant insight in its own way, but I feel like our awareness is expanding where we realize like it's actually so much more than that and the thinking is actually not even a necessary or like really inherent part of what it means to be and it's like mm -hmm. more of just like a i perceive therefore i am i feel therefore i am or even just like i am period <laughs> like we don't need the um the justification and the argument it's like hello yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. And I wanted to ask, like, you mentioned galactic history briefly. And that's something that we have been really into talking a lot about on the podcast lately. And like, I liked how you said, um, when you were mentioning, like, this is who we came here to be, like earth angels and light beings and ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask you about if you are identifying as a star seed, if you know about your star seed origins or just your experience with the galaxy. And um, I know that's really broad, but we're mm -hmm. just like love nerding out about those topics. So whatever it brings up for you. Yeah, so um, I always knew I was a star person since I was little. I grew up in Hawaii and I had some pretty interesting experiences and I have, uh, some markings on my body that appeared. So I've had some pretty interesting experiences. So ever since I was little, I knew for my own truth and I would have conversations with my mom when I was seven that the missing link was, you know, an extraterrestrial. And now I call us, we are the interterrestrials because we are here. Each one of us has a, a massive uh, DNA library. But Lisa Transcendence Brown, who's my mentor, was the first person to say that we're star seeds but it's time to mature into star beings mm. sure, because we can have a bypassing happen with our star based, you know, identities where we're checking out and we're not here and doing the, the work, you know, the boots on the ground kind of work of clearing and unifying and bringing divinity through us to everything we see and feel and touch and so on. We're here to be the conduits, you know, the instruments of the divine um, as we are flames of source. So, I think that's really important and I'm going to do a video on that eventually is, you know, star seed to star being like taking accountability, taking responsibility. Um, but the first aspects I started working with in healing arts with frequencies and um, so working with, you know, tuning forks and solfeggio tones and crystal healing and things. So the first uh, star race that I felt comfortable with that came forth were the Arcturians. 
Love. So I love them, you know, working with them with psychic surgery and they're just such sweet, loving, kind. And I've had experiences with them, like in Reiki things where they go in and they take my root chakra and they like reconfigure stuff like a Rubik's cube. And they're like, la, la, la. Okay. Boop. There you go. Like they're just <laughs> fun to work with. And the noises, and so so they're the first ones. Then the Syrians, I felt very comfortable with the Syrians. And in 2019, they came through very strongly. And I always, when I was young, um, I grew up reading National Geographics. I didn't grow up with TV. That's something really important to tell people is that's one of the, I guess, ways I could identify as a cultural oddity or an outlier because I didn't have TV growing up. So <clears throat> So I would look at the National Geographics and I would have flashbacks of Egyptian timelines and things. So the Syrians were another easy component to embrace for sure. Um, and they're the ones in 2019 that pushed me to create my website, Divine DNA Blueprint and stuff where I was just scared to death of exposure, you know, and sharing stuff and talking. And there's still a lot more that I have to share, but they're very uh, forward, you know, thinking. And they're the ones that have given me so many incredible codes like the light core like oh my gosh there's just so much and they're they're a lot less emotive so they're very focused very practical you know 60 like come through you know uh get her done kind of energy very focused which i appreciate and then last year what started to come through very strongly were the hathors and the venusians with divine mother coming through even more you know predominantly um and so and then of course lemurians so when i was little i always and i grew up in hawaii um, always knew that I was like this elemental being almost like in the avatar movies, like the people from Pandora, like there, you can literally just touch the trees and the stones and, and, you know, be one with everything and receive vast amounts of information from Gaia's Akash, you know? Um, so those are the most dominant ones for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. This like reminds me when you were talking about Lumeria and like pressing these ancient keys. Mm -hmm. I once read this book called The Pleiadian Keys to the Living Library, and it was about how Earth. Have you read this book? No, but okay. it, sounds <laughs> it, was, it was basically about how Earth was created as, and they say in the book because it was channeled from a Pleiadian source. You know, take what we say with a grain of salt, just like you take everything with a grain of salt, because uh, underlying everything is always like some sort of agenda, whether it be like good, whether it be bad, all of these things. But I talked about how the planet earth was originally meant to be this like living library for information from all over the galaxy, the universe. I don't even know how far, but like from all of these different star systems, like within the species, within the flora, within the fauna, within like all the places like on the planet is like, an incredibly vast highway of information for like our entire for like i don't know how far it extended into space and that like humans were originally created to be like the the keys to access the information in this living library does that kind of coincide with these remembrances that you have of like lumeria yeah Absolutely. And that brings in the Pleiades too. Thank you. Because I was like, I know I'm forgetting a few. So there's the Pleiades that's also came in with in 2019, linking to timelines of um, being a holy person before or priestess, you know, kind of those kinds of timelines. So they supported the Oracle work, the unfolding of the Oracle work with the dove and all this. And yes, we're all keys and everything is frequency based. And I've done a video about AI, how AI is a, the inorganic attempting to emulate our crystalline light body technology that we are equipped with, which is why it's so crucial for us to spend more time with nature and the organic 
timelines and things, organic uh, frequencies versus the uh, technological ones to discover our own. We have to data mine, no pun intended, our own technology. We are, we are the technology. Our DNA is the technology, which is why we see so much going on with attempts of control and different mm -hmm. systems trying to take over what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yes, that resonates so strongly because oftentimes I think we can be pulled into the technological world because of like the mass amount of potential of like what could be accomplished, what could be learned, like how we could be better when we like merge with it or use it in all these ways. But what you're really hitting on, which just feels so, so true, is that like we are the ultimate infinite technology that we have can just continually activate over time and there will just be like more and more and more because we do have the capacity of the divine within us which is infinite so everyone wants to be us everyone wants to be us and so it's like i remember growing up and being like wow i love these superhero movies i feel like i'm a superhero and what's interesting in all of these themes even with the marvel movies like they're always like, well, you're only human. You're only human. Like, how much are they hitting us over the head? We're only human, which if you mm -hmm. that down, it means light in form. Man is not gender specific. It's manifestation. It's mono. It's the hand. We have to start breaking down the words and looking at the codes that are right before us. So if society, you know, these different systems are always trying to beat us over the head with like, I'm only this, you can better, you better believe that there's something bigger on the other side of that. That's the mm -hmm. truth. You know? And so our DNA is the most complex and incredible technology in the galaxy <laughs> yeah oh my god that is so so epic and we like have the takeaways that we've talked about in this episode of like how we can start activating that like all of these practices we all mentioned to like clear the density connecting with nature connecting with gaia being present with ourselves and whatever experiences we're having like shifting our awareness from you know judgment to just like to being with and then eventually to love, you know, um, all of these things. And mm -hmm. then we can continue to awaken this infinite intelligence within us, which holds such immense possibility. And that's what I think one of the things that makes like life so exciting and entertaining. I think sometimes we can get sucked into the like mm -hmm. the hit of the entertainment of technology, but like there is such immense amount of like excitement and surprise and um creativity and abundance like within like the organic intelligence of like this planet this universe our reality ourselves within an and RDA. imagineering like imagineering like Lissa mm. was talking about what i would say is global grid work where we intentionally envision new earth like what is your vision work with the imagination and these crystals inside of ourselves that receive information and then you know project it transmit it out putting thought forms into into the collective you know into these different spheres of consciousness uh to create all new realities that's how powerful we are we could just be sitting there and i want what came through when you were talking annika i feel like oh this would be so supportive is toning and one of the things that is so, so I love mantra, Sanskrit mantra has been like a huge game changer for me I'm doing it a long time. But another thing that came through was toning the alphabet, toning vowels and saying each letter in every way you could possibly feel to say it, watch what happens because then you're toning your entire body and you were becoming the instrument and you'll feel your third eye like tickling and turning on. And I mean, just so much wisdom will start pouring out of you because you're unlocking it with, with sound with sonic 
you know, modality of the light body. So yeah, I just want to make sure I shared that with everyone. Like if you can, if you have a bathtub, get in the bath, close your eyes and do the whole alphabet and say a like four different ways and so on and so on and watch what happens. You're going to feel so expanded, so expanded, you know, wow. <laughs> that is some epic homework right that there. Is a tip. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, we are understanding the assignment. And yeah. Okay. My final question for you is, can you tell us a little bit more about these crystals <laughs> within us? Yeah. Like it seems like you were pointing to like your pineal gland. Yes. So um, what I've what I've been shown is almost like a, I, I sketched it out once like a profile shot. So we have crystals down in the in, in, um, so there's the corpus callosum, right? The bridge that bridges the hemispheres of the brain. Then we go deep into the center brain, which is closer to the pineal pituitary area. So there's crystals in there that are receiving, you know, information, cosmic information. And then there's crystals that are transmitting. So we have receiver and transmitter crystals. That's what we are. Then there are different crystals that have unlocked. So for me going out in the forest, I started doing this on uh, my own version. It's not a light language. I wouldn't say it's a voices of Gaia is what I call it. And it's toning the elements and the sky. And so you can go really deep, deep down in the throat with these tones and these sounds. And then it goes like really high as you get into more ethereal, like the clouds and things. And then I was shown, oh my gosh, there are crystals in our throat chakra that, you know, by singing and like praying and like saying things out loud, part of our creation aspects, right? So we have crystals all over, all through us and our blood. I mean, there's like, we are a crystal, you know, with all, and so they get activated. So everything is frequency based. And that's why we see these artificial means to really replicate divine technology and light body technology, because it's a frequency access. So the more we're clearing our distortions and where our energy is going to, you know, pain and these different things, like once we start pulling our energy back and our power back and just really bringing ourselves constantly into love, just returning to love, processing, okay, returning to love, our being becomes simplified and clarified. And then we start to have access to these light body technologies. So everything is encoded. It's, it's a frequency based system, like voice activated, you know, it has to be the frequency of you, you know, and your being has to be purified to a level to access these because they're higher frequency, right? Which is why this whole time period is so important for us right now to really enjoy this massive purge. Let it all come out, you know, get in the sun, you know, open your mouth and let the sunlight come into you like you're drinking and eating that sunlight. Let it come into your body, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I hope that answers that a little bit. <laughs> I love that. 100%. That reminded me so much of we have been tuning into this podcast called Know Thyself. This host, Andre, he's so amazing. And he brought on um zach bush who recommend you know looking into him anyone who hasn't heard of him check out his interview on know thyself podcast and he was like what you're saying just reminds me so much of what he was what he was saying which is um it reminds me of the light core that you were talking about where we all have our own kind of like beam of divine light like pure spirit consciousness that is it's coming in and we have these energetic systems like we have the chakras and um one of them is the sacral chakra like down in our the womb area like lower lower belly area and how that is where our emotions um are processed like our emotional center and how 
we have this bone. I forget the name of this bone, but it has been coming up so much lately. The, but hyoid. the hyoid bone? Yes, the like horseshoe shape or U shape in the back of the throat. And that is like, it vibrates um, and affects like the, the resonance of what we speak through our mouth and how um, it's like this, this almost like projector instrument where we are taking in this this divine light and alchemizing it through our own our own emotional experience and our own energy and then how like based on the mechanics of this projector it's like this light hits like the mirror of our emotions and that alchemized vibration is projected out when we speak because of the alignment of the, this hyaloid bone and our sacral chakra and how it's like when we're in it just it makes perfect sense how when we are in these like aligned emotional states our our transmissions can be so so healing because they're they're being tuned by that and even on the opposite end of the spectrum how we can be if we're if we're in fear and anger, we can we can speak these dissonant tones that can impact our environment. Um, so it's so so cool, and I feel like I literally feel like I could talk to you forever and have so many more things. But I do want to, and this I feel like is just also opening a can of worms. What I'm about to ask, but <laughs> I do want to hear more about the D DNA. And I know that you, your website is Divine DNA Blueprint. And I know this process of physical ascension that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. And um, we also love tuning into Robert Edward Grant, who talks about, you know, I've heard about the 12 strand DNA, and he breaks down how the geometric structure of the DNA, um, if you actually are to look into it in more detail, it actually creates 12 strands, even though it's the same shape as we always, we always thought it was, but how awareness is so powerful that even just having this awareness is kind of like what activates it. Mm -hmm. And I, I know also like, which I don't know if this is like so necessary to bring in or touch on, but something that fascinates me in like a curiosity type of way is this transition from being carbon based to silica based. And I just was wondering if you would speak on DNA, physical ascension, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, wonderful. So what, what shuts down our DNA is um, environmental pollution, you know, chemicals, a lot, a lot of things, and then negativity, you know, so trauma, which is why the ancestral clearing is so important for us to really own that we are the walking, living, breathing prayers of the ancestors. We stand on their shoulders. They're here with us. So it's very important for everyone to call on their ancestors, call on them to support you with strength and courage to witness, to be a sacred witness of any distortion, right? Any of that stuff and bring it into love, right? Because it's all to, to expand us into greater unity. So that's why the ancestral clearing is so important So because we came here to no longer carry distortion forth, right? And healthy diet and, you know, cleansing these different things. But ultimately it's about mindset and the intention, the purity of heart. And a big code that I'll just put out there for everyone to just kind of see what they get on this is yes, 12 strands. Now each strand has 12, 12 times 12 is 144. Mm. 144. So from what I understand, that is a code for each of us. We have the code on if we want to be that. Each of us is chosen. 
Will we accept? Will we do what it takes? Will we show up when it's hard, when it feels like everything is stacked against us? And this is where my indigo is coming through, you know, this time period, right? Of those of us that it's like, wow, we're outliers. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to be on the fringe, you know, uh, to, to exist. Uh, to a certain extent. <laughs> so the big thing is is so powerful for everyone is, you know, to imagine the telomeres so you could see them almost like this kind of messy, discordant ball of yarn, like all in knots, you know, and just you don't even have to know what your telomeres look like, but just say, okay, I'm going to talk to my telomeres now. And I see you unraveling and then just lengthening in these beautiful long strands. So we're undoing, we're unraveling the knot, just softening. And that's, see, you see how the softening is a multidimensional process. And the DNA is the access to the Akash linked through the heart. So everything comes back to the heart and we're the sacred heart and living through that space of humility, openness, grace, don't know mind, you know, really, right? Really humble place, you know? Like, I don't know anything um show me show me show me curiosity of a child that pure space to be open so that's i guess that's the best stuff that i could say in a succinct fashion about the power of our dna it is quantum they did experiments um i can't remember the scientists we can find it you can look it up quantum dna where they would have dna in test tubes and then they would have uh, test tubes that just had water the information would transfer it would it would go through time space because it's it's quantum and so a great way to kind of exemplify this would be heart math and how they talk about you know everyone in a room is going to sync up with the strongest nervous system whether that nervous system is a, po a positive focus and frequency or more of a denser negative frequency everyone's going to sync up to the one that's emanating you know the most which is pretty interesting <laughs> so everything is quantum it's all about intention you know and humility and so that's the big thing I would say is so important for us to stay humble and to stay open and curious and grateful. And when you have that open softness and humble softness, there's so much to learn and explore and discover from Gaia, from our bodies, from star family. Everyone is eager to share and to show us, you know, information uh, to create the new world. So yeah, just remaining open. So I guess the softening, the great softening. <laughs> the great softening, the great, yeah. great loving. Wow, yeah. that was just profoundly beautiful. I feel so activated, especially just like the whole 144,000 thing. We're all the chosen one. It's like our choice. Like we can all step up so, so beautiful. Thank you so much you. for all the wisdom that you shared today and that you continually share and just your presence and your energy and like your sound current is even just like so powerful to oh, get wow. to experience and receive. It's like so grounded, like incredibly, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, just like divine mother, but also like you have that like powerful warrior to you as well and like the fierce lioness. So <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Marissa. We're so grateful, you know, to be connected with you and we can't wait for next time. And I'm so grateful for all you share. It's been really impactful for me and I'm blessed to be able to continue learning from you, um, with you and share codes with you. So this has just been so amazing as thank usual, you. as always. Um, and thank you everyone for listening, for joining us for this divine code share. I hope that it was beneficial and 
activating and inspiring and illuminating for all of you. And um, so grateful for you guys too, joining us on this journey of manifesting the new earth and so grateful and blessed that we have the opportunity to continue rocking together as well. Yes, yes. If y'all want to find Marissa, you can go to Divine, Divine DNA, DNA Blueprint. Blueprint. Did you already <laughs> say that? Yeah. <laughs> Divine DNA Blueprint.com and we'll link everything too. And I'll link her YouTube channel because like I'm just obsessed. Yes. And I do have to say it is literally 1111 right now. Yeah, 1111. <laughs> Blessings. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of Brainwash Yourself. If you want to support the pod in any way, we so appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a review or if you share one of your favorite episodes with a friend or a family member who you think would really vibe with it. And if you share it to your Instagram story as well. You can tag us at Brainwash Yourself Podcast or old fashioned email us if you want to chat, if you have a topic idea, if you have any questions, Brainwash Yourself Podcast at gmail.com. We love you and we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.